This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into All Sports Talk on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, sun is out in Murfreesboro. Glad that you are here. Chris Massaro, Athletic Director at Middle Tennessee. My guest today, always glad to have Chris in. Uh, just thinking of coming over here, Chris, how long has it been since you've been here? Something like around 2005 or six. something like that sound about Oh, right? since I've been here? Yeah, 2005. Okay. Yes, sir. I, I knew it was some, somewhere in that range. I, I thought since the last time I've no. been in the WGNS <laughs> no. studios, I was trying to remember. <laughs> well, maybe not quite that long, but no, almost. No, it's been about a year probably for that. Well, I'll assure you that you've not gone through any years like this one, have you? No, this has been unique for everybody, that's for sure, and... and uh, Hopefully we can see daylight at the end of this tunnel. So, so I, I'm optimistic about it. And, and I, I just, you know, Tim, our, our student athletes have done just a tremendous job of making a lot of sacrifices in order to even play games. So I'm really proud of them all. Well, we talk about it in high school sports, how much that is true, but how much parents and fans have had to give up. And, and, and I, as a Middle Tennessee fan, have had to give up a good bit because, yeah. you know, part of my enjoyment is not only being at the games but following the team. And I've, I've Chris, I'll be honest with you, I found it very difficult to really follow the team in the same manner that I have because I'm not there to see them. So I see names, but I don't see faces with them. Yeah, and that personal connection is what you miss. Even if you watch the games and uh, you know that are streamed or on regular television, it's you just need that third dimension. You need to be there, you know. And and we've all missed the fans. I I know that. All the student athletes miss miss that interaction and and just that whole bonding that that takes place. So, so I'm, I'm excited about uh, the 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 future of it, you know, and and the vaccinations and the numbers that are dropping and and those kind of things. So hopefully we can have a good spring and and be geared up for the fall. Do you kind of remember the, not I won't maybe say the moment, the exact second or or so, but when you let it kind of sunk in that boys this this thing's going south and it's going south quickly <laughs> and uh even none of us i don't think at that time in march i'd say somewhere there ever thought it would last a year but uh when did it kind of strike you that, that this is a this is a really bad deal well you know it it started in stages but honestly like about a year ago is when it first really kind of jumped on our plates you know, and, and uh, we were aware of the virus right now. And I remember going to the basketball tournament and thinking that we should talk about it, but it wasn't item number one on the agenda. And Talking we, about the Conference USA yeah, tournament. Yeah, and we met on a, like a Monday or Tuesday as ADs. And it was really literally the last item on the agenda. And then we met again that evening, and it was the first item <laughs> on the agenda. And then we, uh, then we started talking about can we play the games and should we have the games with no fans? And so we spent a lot of time in deliberation with all that. And then like a day later, we just said like no tournament. Once the guy at Utah Jazz, Rudy yeah. Gobert, once he tested positive, that sort of sent the shockwave through the whole sports world. And, and we all started canceling the events and, and try to get everybody home and those kind of things. So that's the moment where it struck me is like, okay, this is really coming serious. And when the NCAA canceled the NCAA tournament sure. and the Masters was kind of a big one for me because, you know, golf's a different deal. They're a different ownership group. And when the Masters canceled last April, that's when I thought, oh, boy, 
this is really bad. But at the time, I still didn't think it would last us. I thought we'd have a normal oh, fall. Oh, I, I did too. You know, and, and, and we're so, hopeful at least. Yeah, then, then you know, because we'd be making these plans and people would say, well, what about if we can't do this? Well, what about at Christmas time? What's going to happen? Then? You know, and, and so it was always sort of a backdrop, but surely we'll have this thing figured out by then. And here we sit, you know, a year later in March, and, and we're just now seeing the daylight from it. So I'm sure my experience is like a lot of people out there that are listening that, that uh, thought it was not going to last as long. I, I just remember at a coach's meeting when we all kind of separated and said that I need to have, uh, you know, the chances are that a lot of people get sick, and so we need to have some sort of chain of command so who's your number two who's going to take over the program if, if the head coach goes down those kind of things so i need to know like who to call and and those kind of things so so we had the succession all done and i really thought tim it would last a month maybe five weeks and then we'd all be back together everybody might get sick it'd blow through like a hurricane then mm-hmm. th- you know then we'd pick the pieces up and then we we'd go forward and that's kind of the what i thought i didn't think it would just be a constant pounding like it's more like noah's ark i'm gonna guess rick Hensel when he was standing in that tunnel with his basketball team i did not think it's gonna be this time next year that we're we're still gonna be in in this right in the throes of this because right now at middle i've seen his team play three times or four times i think i've seen men play two or three times and that's it yeah uh and 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 i'm one of the 10 percent to get to go and when he goes to Texas he gets in that tunnel about the same time as it was last year. He's going to be able to commemorate that it's been a year, and, it, and it's still there. Yeah, and, and that we're all sort of marking time the same way, you know, and th- those sort of significant events, where were you when uh, kind of thing, and, and that, that's a big one. And, uh, you know, and I, I just go back to October and November. There was still a lot of doubt that we would even be able to play a basketball season. Sure. You know, it's an indoor sport. There's a lot more close contact. How will all that work? And, and I give our doctors across Conference USA and, and a lot of people a lot of credit that uh, to be able to kind of find a path to, to be able to get it done. I, I thought it was – I think it's really important for our student-athletes to – for their mental health and, and to be who they are. You know, if they can just take one little segment of, of life, that, that, that two hours of practice on the court, and that's somewhat normal for them, uh, man, that means a lot to them. And it means a lot mentally and their mental health. And so, uh, some of our kids are, had required counseling anyhow. And just you throw all these other stresses on top of it, and you, you start to get worried about that. And so I thought it was important that we play uh it's important that kids have a chance to compete uh i I thought the benefits were much more than than perhaps the risk to that particular age group and i thought if we do it right we can manage it it's been a real challenge all the way around we need to take a break when we come back we're going to kind of look to the future okay or at least look at the near past instead of a year ago okay and and see we can move ahead and see what's happening with middle tennessee athletics with athletic director chris massaro great Dr. Craig McCabe. Brighten up your face and make yourself look 10 years younger. Call McCabe Vision Center. McCabe Vision Center on Heritage Park Drive, just off Memorial, behind SunTrust Bank. Get rid of brown splotches, red marks on our face, as well as fine lines and wrinkles. Look 10 years younger. Call McCabe Vision Center. On Heritage Park Drive, behind SunTrust Bank. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension St. Thomas, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. ERs at Ascension St. Thomas Hospitals are open 24-7. Get the care you need at getsthealthcare.com. 
Hello, friends. Thanks for listening in. This is Lenny Farmer here for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Wow, cremation seems to be the talk of the day, and you probably have a question or two about whether that should be your final choice, because so many questions surround this method of finality to life. Let me set your mind at ease by answering your plaguing questions. You can reach me at 615-893-2422 to set up a time for a no-pressure question and answer period to help determine what is best for you. Jennings and Ayers. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even cost less. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. We've got Lady Raider basketball and Region 4 AAA tournament coverage coming up for you Thursday here on WGNS and WGNSradio.com. The Lady Raiders will be on the radio, 5.30 airtime as they host Marshall. Now that's Thursday and Friday. And we have, of course, region tournament coverage on WGNSradio.com. And that will be on our web stream and all of our streaming applications, our app, all of that. You'll be able to listen live there. Coming up Saturday morning, it's the Prentice Alsa Heating and Air Coaches Corner, fueled by Donut Country and Chick-fil-A. Conversation begins at 8 o'clock. Now check WGNSSports.com for our schedule. We'll have uh, the schedule of coaches, basketball coaches that are in the sectional round, and also we'll have some spring sports here for you as well coming up on Saturday morning. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. This is uh, All Sports Talk with the Christmas Auto Athletic Director, Little Tennessee, joining us as we uh, try to look at uh, the status of MTSU. And, and Chris, you, I told you off air that. We try. I try not to spend an hour day after day after day talking about COVID, <laughs> but it colors everything that we do. Sure. And, and clearly, uh, this past season, it's affected schedules, it's affected athletes, it's fans, and all those kinds of things. Uh, can you put any kind of a rating on who's been most affected by this? The players, the coaches, the fans, the financial bottom line, or what? Oh, that's a good question, Tim. You know, I, I would say that our training staff, is probably because that's where the rubber really hits the road. Mm-hmm. They they've got to organize tests for all the sports three times a week for the high impact sports. Uh, so that little group has probably been the most impacted. They it's probably doubled their workload. Uh, they've done it without complaint. Uh, then we have to drive the results to the lab so we get quicker quicker turnaround times on it. So so uh, you know. Everybody's been impacted, so I, I'm sort of reluctant to, to put sure. it put it out there. But I, I do feel sorry for young people. You know that uh, if you're 20 years old, then it, this thing's last a year, so that's one twentieth of your life that's been really altered. And and at a time where socialization is really important. Well, you and I both went to college. We're going to say that that one twentieth is really skewed a little bit. It, it's really more, more important than just one twentieth of the time because it's such an important investment in your life what your career is going to be yeah what you learn to grow how you socialize sure. who, your, your, who your peer group is and, and and so we've been telling students both athletes and non-athletes that you can't hang around with each other you know and and that was personally my biggest learning process in college was with your peers you know one of the things that with high school sports what i deal with a good bit mm-hmm. you look at scores and you see A beat B, and you think, I'm surprised by that. But sometimes you don't understand, did A have their whole team there? Yeah. And, I, and I'm sure the same thing's true with football and, and basketball is sometimes you do get to play, but you're without two or three of your better players because of a COVID issue. It is. And, and it's, it's hard to really know how to balance that. And just the whole mental drain that when you're tested three times a week and are we even going to be able to play – or not and and so that weighs on on the minds and and i think you see it in basketball tim that 
there are some results out there that are just shocking yes. where a, a team gets beat by 30 and a really good basketball team and how, how could they get beat by that margin you know or uh, how can North Carolina and Duke and Kentucky have such poor seasons you know and, and uh, at least on their scale yeah on their scale <laughs> and, and so how does that how does all that happen and 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 I, I think that a lot of it is because it was so hard to to bring teams together and to socialize them and 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 then what impact COVID's had on each campus and every campus is different on how they react to it and and what their protocols are and and those kind of things so i think that you're seeing these results that are pretty crazy in sports and even saw it in professional football a little bit where there were some head scratching scores that you normally don't have the margins that you you do in uh in normal years how far down the line chris and this is impossible to answer i know that can you as at middle tennessee and in college sports in general recover from the financial hit that has has to be there because i i know you talked about the, the training staff double their workload i know you'd probably like to in regular times been able to just go out and hire some more people to help cover that but right. when when the income is down and there's no question everybody's been impacted drastically by income it's pretty difficult to, to justify putting new staff on yeah it is and and till we get kind of closer to the end of the fiscal year that that's a really hard question to answer we I think we did a really good job, Tim, on the front end of this thing as we, we kind of went in and took out 12% right away. And, and how we travel, uh, left some positions unfilled, and, and just kind of what are some necessary expenses that we need to keep and what, what can we ditch. And so I think that's going to help us at the end. Uh, again, we, we don't know how much the CARES Act, how much will spill over into athletics and those kind of things so i, I hopefully that 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 we can put it all together and and not be impacted our whole goal of this thing was to come out ahead of our peers you know and so whatever happens uh we need to make a quicker recovery than than the people we compete against and so uh we're all about competing and and it's a heck of a lot more fun to win than lose, and and so if you have the resources and things lined up to give you a better chance to win, then then uh, uh, we should be better off. But obviously, your program, anybody's program, would have run better with those that twelve percent in place. So oh, there, yeah. there's 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 long term effect from no any doubt. of that. No doubt, and and there's some positive to it too that uh, we've learned different ways to do different uh, to do the same thing differently and maybe more efficiently. You know, meetings, Zooms, sure, uh, recruiting, all of those kind of things that that happen. But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take us a while to get back on our feet. But the the the, the thing about this is it happened to everybody, you know. And so so we're all fighting the same battle to get back on our feet. So so in some ways, it's it's still sort of that that same playing field that we're all on. I think it's kind of like life in general. My wife sometimes asks, how can they afford to do such and such and such and such? I said, we don't know how much their loan is. We don't know what their yeah. bank balance is compared to ours. And, and the same thing can be true. There, I'm sure there's some programs that have tried to barge right ahead and and kind of levied everything against the world. And, and sometimes they're going to come out of this thing in the long term worse off than they should have because they didn't do things wisely. Yeah, and you, you see it that some of the Autonomy 5 conferences are, are taking out big loans. You know, but their their payback is is a lot easier to figure. Sure. In some ways, because the SEC network and you know, and their their television deals and those kind of things. When when we don't have much change in our, our revenue structure, that then it, it while our number's not as big, our our number that we may have lost is not as big as maybe Tennessee or, or Auburn. Uh, the, the the recovery time might be about the same because because their income coming in is larger than ours, so their, their chance to recover is going to be a little bit quicker on the income side. So I think our fans and people that are listening can help us mightily, and they've already done it by leaving some of the tickets and not asking for refunds and those kind of things. 
but next year to buy those uh, season football tickets to to join the BRAA and and to enjoy the, all the benefits and have fun supporting MTSU and at the same time helping us get a leg up on on our competitors because the more that we can ask to do that, the quicker our recovery time is, and the more we can compete. I guess you know fickle, fickle fans want to win. Oh, yeah, and so do fickle administrators and fickle coaches. So I think we all share that. And to give us the best chance to win is we have to have resources. All right, let's uh, take a quick break. When we get back, Chip Walters will have our daily Blue Raider Insider Report as you listen to WGNS Radio. For that too, you can listen to us anywhere, on air and on demand. We're News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. It's really busy, but it's moving 24 coming over from Davidson County into Rutherford. Just stop and go out here on 231 over the interstate. It's just busy, actually, where you pretty much would expect this time of the afternoon up and down sections of Las Cassius Pike and outbound uh, there as well on 231. Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies will be hosting Sleep of the Sharks coming up March 28th. Check it out. Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on Time Travel. WGNS is honored to be this year's Luther Award recipient from the Tennessee Radio Hall of Fame for Community Service. We are humbled to receive this prestigious award. Thank you for letting us be your good neighbor station. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shops. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Your home, your auto, together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Let's talk Blue Raider basketball. Middle Tennessee will end the year with six consecutive road games as the Blue Raiders travel to Boca Raton this week to make up a pair of games missed against Florida Atlantic on New Year's weekend. The uh, Blue Raiders were scheduled to play FAU to open Conference USA play on January 1st and 2nd, but instead the Blue Raiders will now visit the Owls to end the regular season portion of league action. Two Blue Raiders have started all 20 games of this 2021 season. They include Jordan Davis and DeAndre 
Andre Dishman. Davis leads all active Blue Raiders in scoring, averaging 11.4 points per game to go with his team-leading 31 steals. Jalen Jordan has upped his scoring output to 8.9 points per game on 46.3% from beyond the arc. Javante Milner-Chris enters the final regular season meetings of his collegiate career with an 8.4 scoring average to go with a team-leading 5.2 boards per game. Leading scorer Dontrell Schuler suffered a season-ending leg injury in the second half of the game of Game 1 against Charlotte. You, uh, follow Fellow Blue Raider guard Donovan Sims missed eight games due to a knee injury, but uh, returned last weekend against Old Dominion. The Owls uh, has, have had three Conference USA weekend series canceled this spring, including uh, Eastern Division showdowns against Marshall and Western Kentucky. The Owls are winners of their last two games on the weekend as they swept Southern Miss on the road last week. So the Blue Raiders will match up against FAU. Game time tomorrow is at 5 o'clock. We'll have the action here on the Blue Raider Network. Uh, the uh, Both games can be seen on CBS Sports Network on Facebook only. Not over the air, but on Facebook. But you can always catch us right here on the Blue Raider Network. The Lady Raiders will are set to conclude their 2021 regular season as they host Marshall Thursday and Friday night. Game times both days will be 6 p.m. at Murphy Center. Middle Tennessee's Thursday and Friday matchups can be seen on ESPN+, but of course uh, they can be heard right here on WGNS on the Blue Raider Network. Last time out, the Lady Raiders defeated Old Miss or Old Dominion 74-70 inside the Murphy Center. The Lady Raiders can clinch the Conference USA Division uh, Eastern Division title with one win this week against Marshall. Middle Tennessee leads Conference USA and is number 24 nationally for scoring offense, averaging nearly 77 points per game. The Lady Raiders have scored 75-plus in 12 of their 19 games this season, including six games with 80-plus. Anastasia Hayes enters the weekend series as the nation's leading scorer at 27.8 points per game. Head coach Rick Ensel has produced the nation's leading score three other times, Amber Holt in 2008 and Alicia Clark in 2009 and 2010. All right, turning to golf, Blue Raiders continued their winning ways at the Southern Invitational as they win the team title at 21 under par, 271. Full story is available on GoBlueRaiders.com. Women's tennis, announced the signing of Eloise Swarbrick to the class of 2021. Swarbrick comes to Murfreesboro from Hawksdale, Australia, where she has been playing tennis uh, since she was five years old. And Blue Raider Baseball will play a weekend series Friday, Saturday, Sunday at South Alabama. You can hear Saturdays and Sundays games right here on WGNS. The Friday night game will be internet only. Bob Jamison making a trek to the Gulf Coast. He'll have all the action for you. You can catch the streaming game on Friday night on TuneIn and on the MTSU Game Day app. All right, that's it for today. We'll have another update for you coming up, and be sure to join us for Blue Raider basketball tomorrow night. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Remind everyone to 
High school basketball is WGNS is the place for that. It'll be taking place tomorrow night and Friday night, and then hopefully on into next week and whatever Christmas RO uh, athletic director at Middle Tennessee. I'm sure is glad to welcome the uh, state tournament back this year, even ready to go last year. And there there was a time this year, Chris, it looked like the basketball tournament may not be able to take place at Middle. Oh, I'm just thrilled, and just what I was saying earlier about college age kids, the high school kids are the same way. That I love the fact that they're playing. I love the fact that the that the tournaments at Murphy Center, where it belongs, where we've had it for like 48 straight years, uh, so so <laughs> that's, it's, that's a little rich. <laughs> it needs, yeah, it needs to be there. It's it's tradition, and and thank goodness Bernard Childress and everybody was able to work this thing out, and so we couldn't be more excited to to host them again. This this district we are sit amongst, and we've got Eagleville and and right. Providence Christian Academy. We don't want to leave them at Providence Christian Academy. It's in They've this a single year. A. Uh, Division two tournament that begins Thursday at Tennessee Tech of all places. Yeah, this time around. But District Seven is such a competitive deal. You got a team like Riverdale that's been so dominant. Was rated, I think, in the last poll, eighth in the country, eighth in the country, eighth in the state of Tennessee, and can't get out of the region because you got a Blackman and you got an Oakland that comes up and and does that. One of those three really good teams had to go, and one of them did, and uh, that was. Uh, Riverdale losing their basketball game, and then Oakland going on the road last night and winning at Lawrenceburg, which Jeff Jordan, my buddy, on Monday night didn't think could happen. I said, Jeff, Oakland's going to go win. <laughs> well, you're an old Oakland well, that's guy. Well, so. that's what he accused me of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so much stuff going on. Plus, we've got boys' basketball teams that are doing well. Uh, Blackman and Siegel both alive and kicking, and so uh, it's an important part of what we do here. Chris, the Conference USA tournament is a week away. Yeah. Uh, in some ways, it seems like it never would get here. In some ways, it seems like it's just yesterday. But uh, go through the status a little bit of where we are basketball-wise with uh, sure. with the Lady Raiders. Sure. Let's start there first. Well, Rick Hensel's gonna, been here a long yeah, time. He's been here. Uh, this I think his 16th year. Uh, he, we're going to win the East. That uh, I think we've got one game lead with two to play. So yeah. plus the tiebreakers. So it, it would take something remarkable for us not to win the east so don't want to jinx the no hitter on that but uh so yet another kind of notch in rick ensel's belt uh tim he's quite simply one of the best coaches i've ever been around and and so he'll have us ready for the tournament uh you look across our league and women's basketball charlotte's very good uh rice and north texas are very good and those are probably the top four seeds going into the tournament and then there's enough depth there that anybody can beat anybody golly od you came in here at what four and nine in league play and and, yeah and all but beat us twice they we had to really have a second half rally in game two to win and they just absolutely manhandled us the first game so i think our kids learned a little bit like that I, i i believe that we look like a team that hadn't played in 20 days. And when earlier when Absolutely. we were talking about, no about that. these wild results that you get that are so unexpected, that was one of them. You know, not necessarily that they beat us, but by the margin. Take nothing away from the menu because I thought they played very well. They're good. They are good. They're good, and they went through their struggles earlier. And their record's not reflective of how sure. good they are. So, so they're, they're kind of – while we were just sort of beginning to – to, to put our team back together and start playing games that they'd had a week or two uh, prior to that where they were in the same spot we were and they lost a couple games that maybe if they played them again they would not lose so so you've got these teams like that in the tournament that can beat you and uh, but I, I I like our Hall of Famer I'll, I'll take him every time and uh, so we're gonna go down there with the intent to win and and the, the interesting thing is that if you win and you don't come home, men or women, that they fl- they take you straight to the NCAA tournament and keep you tested, keep you in the bubble, so to speak. So if the women win, then we might spend another day in Frisco, then bus on down to San Antonio where all the NCAA tournament games are going to be held. So so I, I'm excited about the, the women's piece, that they'll have a bye the first, first round. Uh, those of you that our season ticket holders, come on out uh, this Thursday and Friday and watch us at the Murphy Center. You'll have fun. Kids will love seeing you there. Uh, come on out, and it'll be great basketball. Uh, our men's team's struggling. 
Uh, there's no getting around it. That, that I thought we'd be better than what we are. I think there's there's talent there. Uh, that again, that we've gone through injuries and COVID, and so we're just trying to kind of piece it together and figure out really what the next step is for for the next off season. I that they go to Florida Atlantic this weekend. If we win both games, there's a good chance we'll finish fifth in the East instead of sixth in the East. So if we do that, we we won't play on Tuesday night. Uh, our first game would be on Wednesday in the conference tournament. If not, we'll play Tuesday night. Uh, I think this is a team that really hasn't showed itself to its potential yet, and uh, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, again, they've they've endured a lot of different injuries. Uh, we've lost two or three starters to injuries. Our, our leading scorer with Dontrell Schuler, Donovan Sims, is just now coming back. Played his first two games last weekend. Uh, Jalen Jordan's missed a lot of games. So really, three of our four rotational guys in our backcourt have missed a lot of games. Jared Coleman-Jones, our, our big centers, played like eight games uh, this year. He's, he, he's just now coming back. He's had uh, contact tracing and, and uh, concussion and those kind of things. So it's been one of those years. Uh, but we've got to figure out, you know, how to – how to avoid that and, and how we can make ourselves better. And, and so that, those will be conversations we'll have with Nick kind of in, in the next week or two uh, just to see uh, what we can do and, and how we can improve ourselves and our overall program. Chris, we're as guilty as anybody here talking about football, basketball, basketball, and, and sometimes yeah. you know, baseball is off, but sports like golf who, who's had such a tremendous uh, record the past couple of years with a with a, every reason to, to not be very good when the when the coach went left what three years ago and yeah. took the whole team with him, but uh, there's been a lot of successes along the way that maybe not everybody understands. Yeah, and uh, we just won our third straight tournament in men's golf. Uh, Mark McIntyre's done a great job. He's won the conf- conference title. I mean, he's he stepped in and and really had a depleted team and rebuilt it right away. Sure and, did. And he's been unbelievable. Our, our men's tennis team is, is having a great season. Uh, they've got a big game Friday night, a big match Friday night over at the Adams Tennis Center. Tim, we play Vanderbilt. We hit a stretch now like our next eight matches are all going to be against uh, teams in the, like the top 55 and in tennis. And so Jimmy Borndane and his group is really going to be tested, but they're up to it. That's a really good team, a uh, team that's beaten Notre Dame, got a couple other uh, notches on their belt as well. Uh, so so I'm excited to see those results as they kind of steal themselves for the conference tournament here in April. So they're very good. Uh, the, I, I'm excited about our baseball start. We start off 5-2. and two. They've got a big series this weekend against South Alabama. You know, and, and so the competition gets raised a little bit. Uh, but we've got some starting pitching, and we've got depth in, in our pitching staff, and and uh, seems like we've got good speed, good hitters in the field. Uh, so we've got the makings of a, a really good baseball team. So I'm excited to see that softball. Coach Breeden thinks that this could be his most talented team he's had, and so uh, he's played in a couple tough tournaments with uh, really good competition. So. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure his record is really reflective of the talent, you know, and so we'll see as as we start entering conference play. So I'm excited about our spring sports, Tim. Way back when, uh, several schools made the news because they cut several sports, uh, the non-revenue sports, so forth. Right. And it looked like it might go far deeper than it did be, than it has so far. How much of that will we see? And, and surely, at least you guys have had to have that conversation at middle, at, at least I would. Yeah, think. The, that's one of the repercussions we're seeing. At what we talked about earlier about finances and like long-term impacts and those kind of things. And you know, Tim, we we have not had the serious discussions about it because uh, that really cuts into our DNA. And I know Dr. McPhee feels the same way as I do. Is that we're about providing opportunities and, and being a, a well-balanced program and those kind of things. And personally speaking, I've got a couple of my, my, my daughters were, were swimmers in college. 
you know and so i'm sort of used to the them playing sports that that maybe don't gather the attention and seeing how much work that they actually get put into this and so i see it every day kind of with my with my own daughters and so that would be the last thing we would ever want to do is to take away those opportunities from from our student athletes that work just as hard as my daughters do and i see that every day and to take away opportunities i, I just think there's there's better ways to attack the budget than cutting a sport. All right, we're going to take our last break. When we come back, I want to talk to uh, about the, the program that most schools have to ride, and that's football, and see kind of where that looks like it's going to be this summer and moving into next fall, and hopefully we're all going to be able to get to the stadium. We don't know that for sure, but that, that's what we're looking oh, forward I to. I hope so. I, right. I'm planning on it. <laughs> be right back. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Brew, here's what you've been missing. Time for Brian to come into your homes. (laughs) (laughs) Run! Don't miss the Wake Up Brew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Good afternoon. It's really busy, but it's moving 24 coming over from Davidson County into Rutherford. Just stop and go out here on 231 over the interstate. It's just busy, actually, where you pretty much would expect this time of the afternoon up and down sections of Lions Cassius Pike and outbound uh, there as well on 231. Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies will be hosting Sleep of the Sharks coming up March 28th. Check it out. Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time. We travel. do it your way at Pizza. Your favorites can now be ordered online at sirpizzatn.com. Carryout and delivery are available. Just go to sirpizzatn.com and tap the location closest to you. Parks Auction. We handle everything. The auction is a means of drawing people together for a quick, easy sale. I've always been a big fan of auctions. You know, you get instant sale, no contingencies and everything. I've known the guys over there my entire life. Visit our website at parksauction.com. To learn more, call Parks Auction at 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. WGNS Radio, 1450 AM was where I knew it a long, long time ago. We've added a couple of FM stations. Y'all know where it's at online as well, where you can listen to so many programs in this one uh, podcast if you'd like to listen to it later on as well. Uh, this portion is brought to you by First Bank. First Bank, sponsor, proud sponsor of All Sports Talk for several years now. Offices across the state of Tennessee, uh, where I put a ton of money in there today to pay our bills, and I'm sure they're going to take good care of it. And the one thing that struck me, Chris, for sure, no question about it, the brightest smile coming across that screen at, through the drive-through that I've had all day long. They're very pleasant and a great, they're great, great job. Yeah. They're a great job. And I, well, with you, they know it's going to be a heavy deposit <laughs> too. So the money bags coming oh, in. Oh my, Chris! <laughs> as I mentioned, uh, kind of leading into the last portion, we, uh, there are several sports we don't talk a lot about. And and yes, I do know your DNA, and you said that many times. And I, I'm not at all surprised that Middle Tennessee will continue to be the well-rounded program. And uh, back in the day when there was the Boobas Club Cup, yeah, we won it all. Uh, the won time. it so many times because of, because of that very thing. Uh, and I'm sure there's some people would share to you. Well, you, you t- need to take some of those eggs out of this basket over here and put it in the football basket, and, because football is the one people people pay most attention to. And I, I guess the last statement is true. That's sure. it is the one that sure. people pay the most attention to. So when when you have a losing season as Middle Tennessee did in football this past year, COVID or not, people are paying attention to that and want to know when's it going to get better. Yeah, and I hope this spring. You know, and and that uh, we've had a great. Winter workouts, uh, spring uh, spring practice is supposed to start like on March 16th, I think it is, and and to get them out there, I, I think there's a lot of a life in that program that uh, that Brent Dearman has brought a lot of energy. Our, our offensive coordinator, he's a, he's a young guy. I think that you know, as we we talked about our football program, that that I, I think we probably needed an, an infusion of youth. Yeah. 
you know. And we've and, had that discussion in my box, by the way. Have you? Because <laughs> there's too many people my age, you know, and we all yeah. kind of age together with this thing. And and so, looking at it, you know, our two coordinators, our head coach, uh, a couple of the assistant coaches, were all about that same age group. And so I, I think in a, a leadership position, and with, with Tony retiring from football, that uh, it gave us an opportunity really to to make a, a pretty aggressive move with our offensive coordinator position and and, and not that 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 people can't get it done at a certain age but just uh that what that's done is i i think that we've got a better presence on social media you know uh brent seems to understand that stuff maybe better than than some of our other staff members uh that he's he's bringing in new ideas that that have not been in our program for a while because uh, uh, Tony had a lot of longevity here, uh, both, you know, and there's one year, the New Orleans Bowl year, and then afterwards, and we still kind of used a lot of his concepts as sure. well. Uh, great offensive coach, great coach. No question about uh, that. All those kind of things. But I, I just think that uh, then the hiring of Brent Stock still kind of the same way that, that he's been around the program obviously his whole life. And and one can see his leadership capabilities and and just the the his relatability factor to the to to our current team. He was teammates with about maybe five to eight of them uh, that are still here, and so they know how hard he worked. Favors from the new coach, are they? I don't think so. I think they're because Brent was always so old. He was kind of the grandpa of the team to begin with, and so uh, so but. I think that he's really relatable because he's been through it. Yeah, you know, and and so when he tells the guys something that they 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 relate to that, and so I think those two additions have been really great. That that they they bring different strengths than maybe our other two coaches had, uh, you know, and and I think by retooling that, that's given us a lot more energy kind of around our football program. No question in my mind that one of the toughest decisions dilemmas that are out there in life in general is how much do you stick with tradition how important is tradition and how much is it infusing new ideas and, and sometimes they clash with each other we they see do. that not just on the football field but we see it in in politics now for sure about the the naming of forts and whatever it might be uh, talking about uh, statues that are out there and and then and so it's very difficult sometimes to let go of the the past but sometimes we hang on to the past too long yeah, and I think that's the the, the Buffalo Bills, the New England Patriots, kind of they they've done a good job of, of really retooling themselves every year, you know, mm-hmm. during the Tom Brady run and 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 those kind of things, and so I, I just thought that 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 from an energy point of view, as much as anything, that 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 would really help us, uh, you know, and and bringing in uh, the new ideas and, and and some freshness and and those kind of things so so we'll see I, i'm i'm uh excited that we've got a veteran team coming back uh i i think that this this team played a lot better at the end of the year than they did at the beginning of the year so they hung in there and and, and that's also a sign of good coaching uh that the that they held on, you know, like uh, the Troy games were two different sure, games, sure. you know, when Troy just manhandled us early in the year. And then we, we led almost from start to finish down at Troy, uh, which ended up being our last game of the year. So, so I, I think there's a lot to hang on to. Uh, the kids played hard that the, the, the coaches, they were always responsive to coaches, uh, that we did a good job with it. So, uh, that, that last staff, you know like they 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 hung in there and and the teams the team did respond to them at the end of the year so so i I think there's a lot of elements to build on from a year ago a couple things that really changed in the last two or three years is the portal which allows students to transfer and and i asked you off air you know is that to our advantage that maybe disadvantage we're going to get some new ones we're good ones we may lose some good ones along the way and and you you mentioned that that's affected the way we recruit i'm sure a lot of rows were raised when middle signed very few incoming freshmen. And the second part of the thing is escaping. So go through the first part. If I come up, yeah, part the, B, I'll the, come to it. I, I think that with the portal, you know, and, and kind of where we were with the football program too, and 
uh, the the I think one of the the coach Stocks one of his emphasis was is to be able to run the ball better, you know. So we got bigger at the offensive line. I, I think the physicality of our football team hopefully improved uh, by getting a couple of transfer offensive linemen. Uh, obviously, w- with Asher, who did a great job as our starting quarterback when he decided to get into the portal, uh, that opened up some opportunities for us to kind of review maybe what we were doing offensively and and uh, able to sign a, a player out of NC State that is pretty established there and against ACC competition. And so uh, feel like that's that's helped us and and what we're trying to do is to put more emphasis on on the transfer uh for a lot of different reasons because you can get them immediately eligible generally speaking now and then the the, once they transfer one time then when if they want to transfer again unless they're a graduate student then uh they have to sit out a year so so it it's they can't leave as freely as maybe a a freshman that comes in and gives you two great years and then all of a sudden Auburn might be interested in them and so so I I think that's going to be our strategy of of having a good mix of junior college high school and transfers and being able to to fortify your football team that way and and so it's different than it was 10 years ago when you're primarily just building for four-year teams now I think you think in one and two year terms. And, uh, and part as of that, anything. this coming year, Chris is a one-time deal. I guess is those some of these kids are going to get an extra year to play, and yeah. that sounds like a good idea. Other than the fact that everybody else gets to do the same thing, and second, it costs you some money because you you got more scholarships to pay for. We do, even if even if you got them, that's a nice thing to have. But those things do cost you money. They do, and, and the out of state costs you a lot of money. So uh, so it's. It's one that we've weighed pretty carefully. That not every senior came back. Uh, sometimes that they're they're ready to move on and and those kind of things, or or maybe that uh, they're not going to get to playing time, so they they might want to take their eligibility to another school. Sure. Uh, but the ones that are coming back really think we're going to help us. Uh, they're, they're experienced. Obviously, our opponents will have very similar situations as us. So, so to me, though, the, it's sort of even, kind of on that that uh, we'll be a more experienced football team than we were a year ago, and and that might help us in some critical situations and, and those kind of things. But uh, I think how we manage our roster the next three years is is the, these things. Because uh, everybody got a free year, so this year's sophomore will be next year's sophomore. So, so how we manage our roster and how we make those decisions are going to be really keys to our success. We've got a minute left, Chris. Uh, just quickly, what gives you the most uh, optimism about moving forward with this program at Middle Tennessee with football? With the whole program, with the whole program, or just the whole program, or whatever. Well, I think the people. You know, it's always been the same people first, and we've got pe- great people inside the Murphy Center. We've got great fans. We've got great donors. Uh, we've we, we've got a good plan. Tim, we've got to get this facilities plan out there and going. Uh, that's going to be a primary in the next couple months. So that's going to fuel a lot of optimism for everybody, I believe. Appreciate you being here. I know you look forward to a great end of the basketball season, moving into spring sports, and uh, welcome these TWSAA kids in next week. Yeah, I love tournament time. That's a fun time of year. It's a basketball kind of thing. Chris Mazzaro, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Tim. We'll be in tomorrow. Uh, by the way, remember, uh, you got coaches' shows coming up. Nick, uh, Rick Hensel and Nick McDevitt, 6 and 7 o'clock here on GNS. Tomorrow we will have uh, – Middle Tennessee women's basketball at 5.30, so I'll only be here for 25 minutes tomorrow. And then i got to go to Murphy Center (laughs) and watch basketball. uh, But I will be here tomorrow with All Sports Talk. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, 
and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.